Welcome to the Geek Generation. I'm your host, Rob Logan. And today I have a chat with the lovely Ryu Lavitz. Ryu is a cosplayer, a model, an artist, a gamer, and as she informed me after the episode, my new best friend. So yay for new friends. Uh, But before we get into the episode, guys, it's 2014. I'm pretty sure at this point, everybody is shopping online. And if you're not, what are you doing? And if you're not shopping at Amazon.com, you probably should be. But when you go to Amazon.com to do your shopping and get everything that you're going to buy over there, do us a favor and head over to thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. And after you make your purchases that way, we're going to get a little monetary kickback on that. And that's going to help this show run for free. Plus, if you're going to be using Amazon.com, or at least thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon, you better be using Amazon Prime. It is an amazing service. It has streaming video. There's free two-day shipping. And if you're not using it, we got you covered there, too. Head on over to thegeekgeneration.com slash prime and enjoy a 30-day free trial courtesy of us. That also helps out the show, and we highly, highly appreciate it. So let's head right into the episode. Here is my chat with Ryu Labbits. Okay, I'll try and keep my weird jokes to myself. And I just record an intro afterwards anyway, so we just talk, whatever. So it's really just conversational. So we're just going to keep going. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> You're doing different voices. And I'm like, I can do some voices, but I do like Helga really well. And he's like, I can tell like when you're talking Helga? to me, like, hey, Arnold. Hey, Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Helga. You, she's the one who has like the weird sticky outy hair. She has a big unibrow and the pink dress with the red stripe. And she follows Arnold around. I think I was in high school when Hey Arnold came out. And she had like the little heart lock. And she's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not super familiar with the show in general. All I know is that Arnold has a football head. Yeah. That's pretty much the I extent of my like knowledge in it. I watch it every night still. Yeah. It comes on, at, what is it, like every night, like, I want to say like 12 or 1 in the morning, it comes on Nicktoons, and I know what time it is just by like, Cat Dog, Hey Arnold, and Rugrats are all on at the same time. And I'll be like sitting there working on a project, and I'm like, oh, it's Hey Arnold. I saw this episode last week. I'm okay with it. It reminds me of my childhood. You know, I was probably what? Middle school when yeah. it came out, maybe, maybe, maybe late elementary school. So it was, it was a big part of the '90s Nicktoons. I was, I was in there. My '90s jam was Batman the Animated Series. Shocker. Oh man, I couldn't <laughs> tell by everything in your room. I know, right? But you know, I liked, I liked things like Rocco's Martin Life and um, with that, with that cat and the dog. Or like, I don't know if it's cat and dog. Um, cat dog. Not cat dog. <laughs> if Ren it's the Stimpy. one with the cat and the dog, okay. Ren and Stimpy. I always thought it was a cat and a dog, but I always thought. You know, the cat was the dog, and the dog was the cat. Sure. I realized, oh, it's a chihuahua. It's supposed to be a dog. But, like, as a kid, I didn't know what it was. Ren and Stimpy was a creepy show, a though, because they had all those really super close-ups that SpongeBob ended up yeah. borrowing. and Like, like with a really grotesque-looking yeah, detail. I was never a fan of that part. <laughs> it was pretty creepy, but as a kid, like, it never really phased me. I was watching Carge Cali Dog, and I don't know if you're really, like, a fan of it. I know that one, yeah. But I loved it as a kid. It, it Some some of the episodes, like, scared me a lot. Like, um, there was an episode of, like, 
a mummy or some guy, he was like a cursed god or something, coming back to look for his slab. And like he's staying outside the house, like, return the slab. And it would scare the crap out of me. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, I'm looking out my windows at night, like, is he out there? Is the ghost looking for his tombstone? Like, where is he? And I was always so scared of certain episodes, but now I look back on it, I'm like, oh, I see how they did that animation there. That's not so scary anymore. We have way better graphics now. <laughs> or like, you know, I watched some of the stories and I'm thinking, wow, these are some really intricate storylines that are really dark. Yeah. They're really dark and you don't notice it because you're a kid. I always thought of Courage the Cowardly Dog as like Scooby-Doo without the rest of the gang and then the monsters just came after Scooby-Doo. Yeah, exactly. And he was like always trying to help the, you know, the helpless little old lady. Mm-hmm. Didn't really care about Eustace, but oh, you know, Muriel, she needs me. I'm going to go help her. And I'm like, oh, a stereotypical like white knighting, you know? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was cute, but I just never realized how dark it was until I was an adult. There are so many shows if you go back and watch now, they're a whole different level than you ever knew growing up. Did you watch Rocco's Modern Life at all? Like, I did, yeah. There was an episode where Heifer was going to get married and he got drunk off ice cream and it was heavily implied that he was getting drunk somewhere. He was going to fly, fly a plane somewhere because yeah. the restaurant yeah, was yeah. a plane. And as a kid, I'm like, oh, he just really likes ice cream. He's just really hyper. As an adult, I'm like, they're talking about getting drunk and like driving somewhere. Oh, yeah. There was a there's a thing that stuck in my head when I was a kid and I don't even realize it. But I don't know if it's one of the reasons I don't drink now. And it's a scene from Pinocchio. Really? It's where they, they have not the, the lost boys. They're all like pouring something into a big cauldron. And you don't know and what they, it is. And they, you don't know what it is. They all start drinking it, and they physically turn into donkeys. <laughs> so the metaphor of you drink this, you turn into a jackass. Yeah. It might have stuck in my head. That never occurred to me. But it's something, I, well, like, when I was in college and everything, I'd see people get drunk. That imagery would come back in my brain all mm. the time, and I was like, whoa. I did not realize that at the time. Yeah, I've had, I've had shows like that, too, where I'm like, I didn't realize this was a part of it. Like, there's just a lot of shows that I realized were way more steered towards adult entertainment while like being a kid's show. Like yeah. Spongebob, there's a lot of jokes in there that as an adult, I'm like, wow, this is really heavily like meant for adults who are stuck with their kids watching this show. Oh, sure. So, so, you know, adults have something to laugh at and you're like, why is it so funny? Like, you know, kids think it's funny because their dad is laughing, but the dad is laughing because it's a hidden joke about like being drunk or, right. you know, doing something bad. And, you know, you, you totally get it as a different way, you know? Well, Spongebob will do that and then someone will get, like, punched in the balls or something. So it's... So the kid <laughs>, laughs at that and then... <laughs> the kid's laughing at that and then there's a joke that was just slid in there and you were like, oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. So uh, let, let's get back into your geeky origins. Let's go... Let's rewind time for you and go back to a kid. What was some of the first stuff that kind of gripped you or uh, got your interest as far as geeky fare goes? I start really far back. I was probably like two or three when my mom started like bringing home video games. I lived in um, like a different town than I do now. I only lived in two towns my whole life. Oh, wow. And it's not too far apart. They're like 10 minutes apart. So we only moved down the street, really. Sure. But um, I used to live in this little tiny house and she started bringing home video games. And I think it was the original Nintendo that she brought home first. And she was playing Super Mario with me, and it was just really simple little Mario hopping across the screen, and she'd sit there and she'd play it, and I'd watch her, and I just could not understand how to play it, but I knew I wanted to play with her. It looked really fun, and I'd pick up the controller and try and play with it, and I couldn't figure it out, but as I got a little older, I started learning how to play with her, and she started bringing home more games, but I think Mario was the very first I could have like a recollection of when I was little, and from there she got the Super Nintendo, and she got the PlayStation 2, and it wasn't just for me or my brother, it was mm-hmm. for her. She played all these games. Oh, that's cool. She played games on the PlayStation 2, and when we first moved into our new house, it was probably Christmas, and my dad bought her a PS2 because it's what she wanted. Mm-hmm. And so for a long time, we've had 
so many games on the PS2. I loved all Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts, and um, even on the Super Nintendo, we had, you know, the original Mortal, Mortal Kombat and Legend of Zelda and Mega Man and all kinds of old stuff. I liked Battletoads a lot. Yeah. One of the hardest games, notoriously, of oh, all time. Oh, ridiculously hard, yeah. and I, I love it. Like, I would play that game so often just to see how far I get, and I would die probably three worlds. I've never seen the end of that game. Yeah. Oh, has anybody? Even is an there adult, an end? I don't I think don't there is. I don't know. Like, even as an adult, I'm like, can I beat this? Nope. Yeah. I tried playing. There's a There was a tournament, uh, Guts. Um, it's by Game Underground. It's a local store. Um, they call it Guts. It's Game Underground Tournament Spectacular, and they had a room just for, like, old nostalgic games like that when they had Battletoads in there and I was like oh, I'm gonna man. go play Battletoads and I remember playing and dying okay well I'm just getting the hang of it playing dying well I'm still getting the hang of it playing dying playing dying getting mad at the game because I can't beat it I'm an adult I should be able to do this kids <laughs> game this game came out over a decade ago I should be able to do this yeah couldn't do it I just couldn't get past the, the, the third or fourth level well you would think with now the veteran experience you have as far yeah. as a gamer you can go back to something that was on the <laughs> Nintendo and be a and contender but games were so much harder back in the day. They were they were steered more towards people who had to think about the games. Nowadays, like like I said, Pokemon is so easy. It holds your hand through. I played the mm-hmm. newest, you know, I think it was Pokemon X was the newest one I have. Because I also played Black recently, too. I think Black was first, then I got X. But um, I was playing it, and I was expecting it to be a little bit more challenging, knowing that it's the same thing over and over again. But it was literally just holding your hand through the whole game. Well, we're going to take you over here now. And I'm like... Where is the adventure? Where is the sense of I have to go figure out what to do now? Right. It's all just like set in stone. Here's what you got to do. Follow these steps and you just do it. And it's not any challenge anymore. I feel like things are supposed to be really easy for people to pick up because they're like, oh, if it's easy, I'll like it. I'll get through it faster. But people who get frustrated put it down, you know? Right, right. And I think that's what they assume about people who play games. But definitely like when I was a kid, my favorites had to have been like Zelda and stuff, even though I couldn't play it all the way through because obviously I was like eight or nine at that point when I was playing Zelda and... My mom would have to come help me figure out like one of the the water temples or something because I couldn't sure. figure out where to go or what to do, and I'd get frustrated as a kid, but only to the point where I was like, "Mom, help me do this," and she'd come over and, "Oh, well, this is the part where you have to do this," and she she clearly already beat the game. Yeah, and she's cool now. She still plays the DS. She plays a lot of like random things like Animal Crossing and stuff because she likes the little cutesy RPG games at this point. She never really got into all the driving games and the you know hardcore violent games like Mortal Kombat, but she brought it home because it was part of her collection. Okay, she has. So many games, and um, it's got to the point where she was like giving me boxes of games, being like, "Go trade these in for some money because we're never gonna play them again, and somebody might as well." Right. Like she's starting to part with them now, knowing that she's not gonna go back and play this old deck anymore when she's got new decks coming out. So it's it's a little sad to watch them go, but you know they don't really make much money anyways unless you put them online. When they're she has a lot of them still in plastic. Yeah. Like she took them out but kept the plastic on the boxes. Like you know you can like slip the top off of the old. Is she a hoarder? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Kind of. Um, bit. it depends. Like with craft stuff, she will hoard so much stuff. She has a she has a craft shed, so she has a shed full of materials and all kinds of stuff that I can use. Mm-hmm. Buttons and all this stuff. I love it. I can just go out to the shed and be like, "Do you have this? Oh, of course you have pipe cleaners. Of course you have this." And she's organized enough that the house looks nice. When you come in, there's not stacks of stuff okay. everywhere. So it's, she's not one of those like she's not like the traditional. There might hoarder. be a cat in that pile. No, we don't no, know. no, no, okay. no, not at all, not even close. But we have like an attic full of like Tupperware tubs full of things that she doesn't really use anymore for her crafting stuff because when I was a kid she also would play with sculpy clay a lot and teach me how to build little little figures out of clay or she'd teach me how to sew some 
simple together like a pillow and that's where it all started my mom got me started on the games and i don't think she realized it she get me through the games and the crafting and the sewing and i was gonna say you have clear inspirations clear experience to draw off of so yeah like i i've been drawing for a long time my first thing when i started in middle school i saw my friends around me i didn't really have any friends friends but i had kids that i wanted to be like Mm -hmm. and there was this group of like it was like two black kids and a hispanic kid and they would draw this anime stuff all the time i had no idea what it was i just knew that it looked really cool on paper Mm -hmm. and i would watch them like draw from like a little line he'd like draw a squiggle and then just from there just start making things he was like i'm just gonna draw a squiggle and see where it goes and he just made like intricate like female characters with like dragon wings coming out the back and i wanted to do that sure so i started trying to draw um i always liked drawing when i was a kid but i never knew what anime was so i would draw like animals a lot so I started drawing, like, furries and stuff, like, girls with, like, animal ears and stuff. Okay. And, of course, it started off pretty pretty poorly, but it wasn't that bad. It was something that I could work with. And I would see their style, and I'd start copying their style. Like, without, like, tracing it, I would just look at it and be like, oh, that's how he would draw it. I'm going to draw it the same way. And they started calling me the leech in middle school and high school. Because you would draw like other people. Because I, I would just look at it once and be able to take down the whole style. Mm-hmm. And that drove them nuts. They were like, oh, I finally perfected my style. Look at this anime. I'm like, this is really cool. I can do that, too. And they started hiding their art from me. And I was like, just explain to me what this is. I remember being in, like, the sixth grade, joining the art club, being like, teach me about this. What is anime? What is manga? Like, what's the difference? And Mm -hmm. for a long time, I thought anime and manga were the same things. But they're really not. One's, you know, one's a TV show and one's a book. Mm -hmm. One's a graphic novel. And um, I remember going to the library and being like in the eighth grade at that point, picking up graphic novels and taking them home and reading them and bringing them back. And I did it with a lot of books too. I liked um, Lord of the Rings and I never got into Harry Potter and that stuff, but I liked a lot of different books that um, kids my age didn't really like. Yeah. And um, so I've always been into that sense of adventure and video games and all that stuff. And it was just fun to pick up drawing and take drawing to a new level of like, I'm going to draw a costume I want to do. So I have like a book that I carry around with me everywhere, but I didn't take it today because it was a double one. I knew I was going to be busy at work. Sure. But when I know that I have like a single shift at work, I always bring like a doodle book with me or if I'm going to sleep over my boyfriend's house or if I go to go do something, I bring it with me because you never know when inspiration is going to hit you. And I'm like, oh, here's what I'm going to do for this character. And I'll start drawing it out. I remember I was sitting at my boyfriend's house and for a long time, I was trying to construct, how am I going to do Kerrigan? What am I going to do for this? Like, I don't know how I'm going to make this. And there's one day I'm playing a game, and I think I was playing Rogue Legacy. And all of a sudden, I was like, that's it. I got this. Hold on. Get out of my way. And I was, like, running for my book. And I'm like, where's my book? I got to draw this out. I got to do this right now. It just yep. came to me as an idea. And I started sketching it out really fast. And he's like, what are you doing? What's so important that you can't wait 10 minutes? I'm like, because the inspiration will be gone. And, you know, I get really into it. I understand exactly what you mean yeah. with that. And it's it's something that video games do that I don't think people like people look at video games sometimes as a waste of time. But I know when I'm being creative or trying to write jokes or whatever, they either come to me either when I'm driving, when I'm in the shower or when I'm playing video games. Yeah, because of those. Those are like the kind of meditative states where you can just kind of like slack off and just think about your own thing and play a game and still be distracted. And your subconscious is working in the background going all those things that you we're thinking about before now processing and coming like back to you. you had problems at work and you're thinking exactly. about what your friends are saying the other day and you're thinking about all kinds of things like I, i'll play a game i'll be playing starcraft thinking about oh man i can't believe she said that about me that makes me really mad like what am i <laughs> what am i gonna say back like you know what i mean like yeah i understand that completely but i think my mom is like really shocked by that she's like you can take an image in your head and turn it into something. How do you do that? And I'm like, well, I draw it out first. You know, I, I take down dimensions. Like sometimes when I make things for other people, like I'm making some friends in Florida, some mm-hmm. racers for their noob cybot costume or a reptile. Um, I take down measurements on the page too. So I have an idea of what I'm working with in my head and give it dimension. And 
it's really, it's definitely like you have to mix all of your ideas into one, like video games, the art abilities, mm-hmm. and you gotta mix in like drawing, like along with being able to craft things. And that's what's most fun to me is like taking all of that stuff and just wrapping it into one thing. Sure. Yeah, like when people were like, oh, I thought you just bought all your costumes. I'm like, no, I have diagrams of what I had planned here. Like, you can yeah. see all my wing structures are, you know. Do you ever put those online? Or is yeah, that sometimes. something that's kind of like more oh, no. personal? Okay. I don't, it, it doesn't really matter to me. Like, I won't put out, I'll put out the drawings. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, here's what I'm planning on doing. Like, you know, here's my drawings of, you know, what I plan on doing in the future. But then, like, after that, I'll start taking notes on the side, like, what I'm going to make certain things out of. And I don't really release what I make things out of all the time because I let that be, like, the the magic, the illusion of, like, what could this be? This sure. looks like this, but what is it? You know, people ask me all the time, like, what is your character made out of? And I don't like releasing that because if it looks like this, like, if it looks like you think it's leather, you think it's leather. If you think it's, you know, this, you can think it's that. But um, You don't I, want people peeking behind the curtain necessarily. I don't want, I don't want people... Like, I'll, if you go to, like, my panels, I'll tell you, like, exactly how to make things. Mm-hmm. But I don't like releasing to the whole internet, like, oh, here's all my magician tricks. Like, sure. here's how I make all this look like this. And my mom was watching me build Kerrigan over the course of two and a half months. And she was like, you turned these things, these very random household items into this costume. And she's like, I can't believe you did that. Like, it was just a grueling task. And... I don't want to ever do it again. Of course I will. <laughs> right, of course right. I'll do it with another There'll costume. There'll be something that, yeah. There'll be something that makes me want to do it again. But I remember like being a month into it being like, I hate this. I don't want to do this anymore. This is so much work. And it was so tedious doing the same thing over and over again because I was making plates for the hair. Mm-hmm. So I was doing the same steps over and over again and painting everything the same way. But it was kind of easy at the same time because everything had the same texture, the same gooey texture. Mm-hmm. So once you kind of start getting in the hang of a certain way, you, you know what you're into for the rest of the suit. Whereas some people have armor and you have to figure out how you're going to make certain Certain things look certain ways and it's just it blows my mind sometimes to see the kind of armor people come out with right i can't imagine doing that with eva foam people use eva foam which is kind of like yoga mats all the time or like those those weird puzzle pieces of foam that you can like lock together on the floor for the gym or whatever sure sure people were like use that for armor and i bought like four sheets of it thinking i was going to do it for the um noob cyborg stuff and i brought it home and I was like, this is way too thick. How does anybody use this? And I'm realizing like, I'm not making a mecha suit. So I, I now I just have like blocks of like that stuff at my house. Like, what am I going to do with this? You'll like, use it for something eventually. I'm sure I'll make a prop out of it or something. I'll, yeah. I'll use one of the blocks for like a unistaff or something and use it as the top so it's not so heavy like wood would be or something. But um, I'm thinking about redoing a lot of my Kerrigan. Now that I've done it the first time, I'm like, oh, I should have done it this way. Like I used Model Magic for the wings to give mm-hmm. it that like lumpy texture and still make it like fleshed out. Okay. And um, I used a lot of different things to harden it up so it wouldn't be so brittle. But it's still really brittle. Even though it's hardened on the outside, the inside's still squishy. And I should have used, like, spray insulation foam and, like, carved it out. I should have okay. done that. It, it would have really cut the weight a lot. Hmm. And I, I thought about that after the fact. And I thought about a lot of different things that are falling apart. That I was like, what could I have done differently? So it's, it's all trial and error. And I definitely want to do Kerrigan again. But it'll be over a long period of time. I rushed it for packs. Okay. I wanted it for packs, which all in all came out really well. Like, it impressed enough people that I'm in a magazine I had no idea I was in. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I was in a, um, what is it? I have a picture of it. I think it's like, it's like Maximum PC, I okay. think. Okay. But I was like, they picked eight cosplayers out of the thousands that were at PAX. And she's like, put eight of us up there. And I was one of them. They were like, a breathtaking character. And I was like, worth it. <laughs> Doesn't have my name in it, but I have some kind of like. All the work and everything. All, all the two hours I was there, somebody got a picture of me at PAX and put me in a magazine. That's awesome. I just couldn't last it. It's way too heavy. And, you know, even the two hours that I had it on, my shoulders felt like they were shredding. Like mm-hmm. the muscles were just so sore. And I have big bruises on my lower back because 
um, my best friend's a lieutenant, so he'd had access uh, access to um like Scott packs that they put oxygen tanks in. Okay, and it's like a cage with straps on it. They it had padding on it. Oh and my like, goodness! You know, nozzles hanging off it and stuff. We really stripped it down to the bare minimums, and he helped me build a new harness for it. But the way the wire just sits on my lower back really presses in there and gives me good bruises and stuff. So I'm trying to think about how to pad that without giving it too much bulk so it doesn't look like wings anymore. I want it to still look like wings. Sure. And, you know, I have to think about a lot of different things, but I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, I can still do this, but I'm definitely going to give myself a lot more time to slowly go about the process and do it right. Like, I think I did most of it right the first time, like, according to what I had for ideas. But it's all about reworking things. It's all trial and error. Right, right. So... Making true sacrifices for your art. I mean, getting all <laughs> bruised up and stuff. The second time I wore it to Omni, it wasn't as bad on my shoulders. I'm not really sure why. Maybe I was used to like, because I've been doing things like small exercises at home to help my, my shoulders get bulky or, yeah, yeah. you know, handle. So my shoulders weren't as bad. I also sat in a hot tub right after. So that, oh. <laughs> that takes care but of it. But I wore it for two and a half hours of packs before somebody went by and looked at me after they smashed into my wing and broke it completely oh. off and just smiled at me as they walked away. I was like, you just broke my wing. Like, what? what is your deal? Some kind of big mecha suit was clearly not happy with me getting my picture taken by like every three feet. You know yeah. what I mean? And went by, smashed it. I was like, dude, you just you just broke my wing. And I turned to look at him and he's just smiling at me and just kind of like does one of these and walks away. And I was like, really? Wow. Really? You don't even say sorry? You did it on purpose. You clearly did it on purpose. I didn't like slander him or, you know, tell security. I just went home. I was so sore at that point. It hurt to breathe. I was like, I'm just Going home. I'm grumpy. So I went to was he at least dressed day. up as a villain so we, we could say he was in character? Maybe. I honestly don't know what he came oh, okay. from. I want to <laughs> say it was from like Warhammer or something, yeah. but I honestly couldn't tell you what he was supposed to be. I, maybe a space marine or something. Yeah. But um, Those guys are assholes, I heard. <laughs> he was really, really up there. He was pretty tall and pretty bulky. He was, yeah. He'd play a space to walk by me. That's what made me the, the most angry. Like There was a whole space all around me that you could just walk right by, but you went right next to me to, to elbow me. And it just cracked and part of it fell apart. And I was like, all right, well, now I'm going to hold my wings up as I'm walking. Yeah. And I was just trying my best just to get back to the car. And um, it was just a miserable experience the first time I wore it. I was like, never again. And then I was contacted to go back to Omni. And they were like, bring Kerrigan. Like, that's the biggest thing. <laughs> oh, like, oh, no. no, bring it. So I was like, all right. So I made a bunch of repairs and I brought it back. And I didn't really do anything different structurally. It just didn't hurt as much the second time. I wore it for about three and a half hours. But the wear and tear really destroyed the costume. And I was able to, like, piece it back together well enough before, you know, I took pictures for it the next week. And I was like, I'm done. I'm done with this for now. I'm putting her away. I'm putting her in a Tupperware tub, and I'm done. Yeah. And that's just how it is. I'm just, I'm done. <laughs> it's still an accomplishment, though. I mean, it's obviously, you put a lot yeah. of work into it. You have the pictures, which is. It's my first big costume. That's why I definitely wanted pictures of it before I just put it away. Because all I had was a few, like, you know, con shots. Being at a con for two hours is nothing. That's why I was so shocked that I was in a magazine for it. I was like, you caught me. But you, I mean, <laughs> Blizzard caught me when I was there. They minutes after I'd walked in the con, they were like, "We heard you were here. And we want you at our booth." And I like walked over, and we, I did an interview for Blizzard, and they were making a big deal of it and giving me free stuff. And they were like, "Maybe we'll take you to BlizzCon." I'm like, "I don't know if I can get Carrigan out to to California." Right, right. It was hard. I had to drive across country to Florida just because I couldn't put the wings in shipping for an airplane. They're brutal, and those wings are really delicate. So. I was like, I had to put this in a trunk of a coupe and like drive all the way down. And yeah. people are like, people are like, oh, you weren't driving in a coupe, you were driving in a Scion. I'm like, it's a two door. It's a two door, and there's like no back seat. The trunk is the back seat, and there was three of us. You so, just yes. put the wings on the top of the car and hope I it helps you with speed. <laughs> I could not. It was raining almost the entire way down, almost the entire way back. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I was like, I'm not sticking these in the car. It was 80 before I left. I was like, look how nice it is here. It's beautiful. Oh, of course. Out. As soon as you go into a nice place, that's yeah. when the weather gets really and good. And then as soon as I got there, it was nice fault. for about a day when I got there. And then it started raining buckets yeah. and thundering and lightning. And I was just like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> Went to Florida and enjoy some warmth and it's raining. Yay. Well, Yay. Florida rains every other day anyway. Like I said, it was all about meeting new people, and that was fun. I met I met like Ryan Fry and Tony Darling, and those are two people I really wanted to meet. You know, yeah. Alex Alex wasn't there like he was supposed to be. He was sick, and so was his child. And so I was like, oh, I understand that you're not here, but that was one of the people I was really looking forward to go meet was Alex Pretty. Sure. I was like, I really want to go meet you. Like we were so stoked to meet up and like hang out, and I was gonna meet his wife, and it was gonna be all awesome and stuff, and we were gonna hang out, party. He just didn't show up, and I was so disappointed. That's but, a you bummer. Know, I, I met like quite a few new people though that. That aren't like big cosplayers, but like still cosplay. And, you know, my friends were laughing about it. They were like, oh, you know, it's just a shirt pulled over his head. I'm like, he's trying to do a cosplay that like it's his first cosplay. My first cosplay was probably just a shirt pulled over my head, too. Like, I'm trying do you to remember what it was. I'm trying to think about the first cosplay I ever did. Like, when I was in high school, I went to the anime club a lot. Okay. And I knew that there was something called Anime Boston, and I was never sure. What exactly happened at these cons, but that my parents wouldn't let me go. They didn't understand it either. But I was like a 15 or 16-year-old kid with all these kids in school saying, you know, I'm going to go to this con and we're all going to go as a club together. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to go, but my parents wouldn't let me go. And finally, I was probably like 17. I had just gotten graduated from high school probably, or maybe it was just before graduation. I think it was just before graduation. It was like that March before. And my best friend was like, hey, listen. We're going to go to this con. Your parents will be fine. They like me. Like, we'll go. And we went. And he was like, you know, you gotta, you got to put a costume together mm-hmm. from one of the animes that you like. And I had, I had no idea what to do. And at this point, I had, like, pink in my hair. It wasn't, like, all pink, but I had pink streaks. And okay. I, was like, I was like, all right, it has to be something with pink hair or brown hair. And I tied the pink back. And I was like, because I didn't know about wigs. And I didn't know about, like, all that stuff that people do now. And and I was like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put on a black dress with, like, a shirt that has quarter length sleeves and I'm gonna I'm gonna put a ribbon around my neck and I'm gonna be Lucy from Elf and Lied. And um I made like little clay horns and I put that on my head and I was just striped stockings and I was Lucy from Elf and Lied. And I think I just recently, um it was probably like a month ago, maybe a month and a half, I did like a redid of uh redid a redo of the costume was like the proper shirt because okay. it, was, it was supposed to be quarter length sleeves but it was short sleeves and yeah. you know I redid some of it and I put on a full pink wig instead of having half brunette and half pink and stuff and I don't think people saw the before and after, just the after part. I was like, oh, I redid this. And they were like, oh, that's cool. And it didn't really get much traction. But it was okay because not many people know Elf and Lad. It's kind of a messed up anime. Yeah, I've never heard of it. You've never heard of it? I'm not big in the anime world anyway. I know like Dragon oh, okay. Ball Z and uh, Outlaw Star. And that's not not super deep. I just Anything like the they showed stuff. on Toonami, really. That's yeah. pretty much all I know. I like the old stuff, and I like some of the popular stuff, like Inuyasha and, you know, Naruto. I, mm. I liked, it was really popular in my friend group when I was a kid, and so I liked some of that Toonami stuff, too. But I also like some really weird animes, like like I said, Elf and Light's one of them, and I like Golden Boy. Golden Boy is like... I've heard of that one. It's an eight-episode or like a seven-episode anime, and it's it's supposed to be funny, but like educational at the okay. same time. Like it's supposed to teach you like a moral of the story is, you know, it, it doesn't like spell it out for you. But like it's definitely like this, this do-gooder kid who just wants to go from place to place and learn, you know, different jobs and different skills. But everywhere he goes, everybody treats him like a perv because he kind of is. Oh, okay. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of like pervy jokes in it. And that's what makes it funny is he gets caught every time. Sure. And they like punch him or they'll kick him out or, you know, you can't work here anymore. And they'll totally like treat him like crap. And then they realize... Oh, Kentaro, you really did this really nice thing for me, and now my company is saved. And you know, this kid—he—he he, one episode, he had no idea anything about technology, but he wanted to work for like a a coding company, and they were mm-hmm. making programs. And 
they were treating him like crap, like, you can scrub the toilets, you can't learn from us, like, you'll never learn. And, and Cinderella. <laughs> yeah, they were treating him like crap, and he, he takes notes, and, you know, he'll say, study, 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 and it's very educational, and he'll take notes about things, and sometimes you'll see over his shoulder he's drawn a naked girl or something, and oh, you'll laugh about it, because you're like, oh, well, of course you are, like, you're staying in the locker room right now drawing a naked girl, that's funny, and so it has its moments of, like, being really pervy, but then at the end, you know... He saved the company because he screwed up and he turned off the computer and all the data was lost, but he stayed up all night to recreate a program that took them months to make. And so overall, like, it's like a do-gooder episode kind of thing going on, but it's funny in a way that's kind of pervy. And I hmm. never really like those animes. I don't like things that are, like, boobs in your face, like, jiggling right, right. around. That, that, that bothers me a little bit. But if it's the joke, it's a different tone. If it's a joke, it's funny, like... I know my boyfriend likes Space Dandy, and the first episode I watch is like, Hooters, 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 like, making fun of, like, boobs and, you know, aliens and all this weird, I don't know, it was just a really weird show that I just could not get into, because the first episode, like, 30 seconds in, is just boobs, and I'm just like, I can't do this. And I feel like there's, there's some really, you know, decent animes, like, High School did that I just can't get into, because there's too much fan fiction of the, you know upper skirt shots and, <laughs> sure. and, and the boobs bouncing in battle, and I just, I just, it just makes me feel uncomfortable, especially watching with, like, friends or, you know, a boyfriend. I feel like I'm watching softcore porn sometimes, so I like kind of the weird shit that is like, um, like Inuyasha. It's like demon hunters and stuff. I like that. It was just weird to me that I liked Golden Boy because there there was pretty pervy moments like, oh, I can see through her shirt and all oh, her bouncing breasts, and I'm like, this is such a weird episode, but it's funny <laughs> because it's making fun of that kind of guy. Sure. Sure. Like, it shows bad things happening to him because he's that way, and, like, he has to redeem himself. And that's what makes it funny. Mm-hmm. Like, you're laughing at this kid because he's such an idiot, like, licking the toilet. Like, oh. he's worshipping this girl so much, his face is in the toilet. And you're laughing at it because it's ridiculous. Right. It's not meant to be, like, you know, hot. It's not meant to be sexy. So that's why I like that kind of anime over, like, High School of the Dead. It's like, oh, look at me killing a zombie. Oh, panties. <laughs> like... Awesome. Like, this is exactly what I want to watch after a long day of work. Like, I liked um, things like Chobits, too. Have you ever heard of Chobits? I have not. It's that's you're also, like you're like anime educating me right now. That's also kind of a pervy anime that I liked that I didn't think I would. It's about like um, a computer that looks like a person. You know that they're a computer because they have like weird ears. OK. And um, it's about technology kind of taking over the place of humans. Like you can have a companion that's a computer and they'll give you all the Internet. And this whole thing, the guy's like. I can go on the internet for porn now. And it's a lot of jokes about porn. Like, oh, porn sites, porn sites. But you don't see him going on porn sites. Right. Or, you know, he'll like, he's really awkward and shy. And, you know, this Persicom doesn't know any better. She lost her memory chip or something or her intelligence chip. And she's walking around naked not knowing she's not supposed to. And he's going, oh, my God, she's so hot. And he's like trying to shield his eyes. He's getting a nosebleed. And it's funny. You know, he's, he, he, it's not meant to be hot. But some people obviously find it hot, but it's not sure. meant to be. It's supposed to be funny. And that's kind of what I like. Um, I've only liked a couple of animes like that. But, like, I like weird stuff. Like, I like Love Hina, too. And that's kind of like a schoolgirl, like, guy goes into an apartment and, like, takes care of this girl's dorm only. And they all hate him because he's a guy. and But he doesn't mean to be pervy at all. But they think he's pervy and they beat him up. And so it's, like, some really weird animes that I find to be funny or, like, good. And people are like, why do you watch it? Those are so old. Like there are new animes out now. I just I just don't find it's much good. interest. It's good. It doesn't matter. Oldies old are goodies. Yeah. Oldies are goodies. I always I always treat anime like gold. Now, <laughs> like, since you have that kind of like Japanese sensibility, because obviously the, their tone of their entertainment is very different. Oh yeah, definitely. Do you ever go outside of the anime and like check out some of the live action stuff they do, or is it just like strictly anime and then? 
everything else is just too Japanese. I, I don't mind their music. I don't mind Korean music and Japanese music. Their music videos are kind of weird to me. They're like really bubble poppy and very random. Mm-hmm. Like you'll have like a girl dressed up in Hello Kitty stuff and like the whole thing is cluttered with like random kawaii stuff. Like it's just really yeah. weird. And um, you're like, how is this? relative to the song lyric she's playing. She's singing a song about how sad she is, but there's like rainbows and sunshine and hopping around a car and you're right, like right. you're like this has nothing to do with it's just their culture. Like they're very very random. bubble poppy. Yeah. Yeah, very random and very cluttery and they're just like all this random stuff that they try to throw into music videos to make it popular and their style's very different. Mm. Um like the J rock, Japanese rock, um guys will they they look like they're supposed to be emo bands. They have like long dark hair that's yeah. all dyed different colors and spiking up on one side, and they're all these piercings. And you're like, huh? Our rock guys aren't really that bad. They have tattoos and they have short spiky hair and eyeliner, right. but they don't really, you know, agree. It's almost day. like the the glam rock of the '80s in yeah. our country. They're doing it in a weird, almost it's, it's like emo form now. It's definitely weird. Like some of their stuff is really emo, mm-hmm. or it's really like. Barbie-esque. Like, there's yeah. a lot of, like, really weird... I, the only way I can describe it is Barbie-esque. Like, the big contact lenses and really funky-colored wigs and, you know, they're all stick-skinny thin and they're just dancing around like little kids and I'm like, I don't understand what's going on in this music video, but the song is good, so I'll listen to it. Like... And if I had song. epilepsy, I'd be on the floor having a seizure right now. This or... guy's singing about crayons and he's singing about colors and I don't understand why he's singing about crayons and colors and, you know, you're my butterfly. Like, it's really weird, you know? But, um, Have you seen uh, Baby Metal at all? No. Well, oh, I that think, was great. I think I've heard. I think I've. I think my boyfriend posted something about it's that. It's the one weirdest time. combination of like both of their sides. We played it on the show before. But yeah, it's, I saw uh, that actually. Yeah. It's like the metal band. Yeah. They're all in like skeleton costumes, and then you have three like preteen girls yeah. that are all like done up, kind of Barbie esque, like yep. you said. Yep. But it's a we- and they're singing about chocolate. And it's yep. like a death metal song almost. It's so funny. Oh, yeah. It oddly works in the weirdest way, though. Only because you don't know what they're saying without reading the subtitles. Right. But they're like we had said it before on the show. Their voices almost become like instruments because you can't understand what they're saying. So yeah. it's just about the melodic part of their voice. Yeah, basically. Um. So I like the culture a lot. I understand they're they have like a weird pervy sense of culture. Anyways, mm. they're very pervy over there, and they're very they flaunt it a lot. Sure. Um, I don't really like that part too much, but I can kind of get over it, like, going over to see Japan and seeing a bunch of, like, half-naken anime girls on a poster doesn't bother me that much right. as it used to, but it used to really make me feel embarrassed and stuff, and I wouldn't admit to liking anime, and I wouldn't admit to all that stuff, because people would think instantly, anime, oh, girl in lingerie, like, it's mm-hmm. not all that way at all, and, you know, my mom used to think that, because she'd go to the store and go, oh, my daughter likes anime, and they'd take her to a section that has, like, you know, DVDs and, and graphic novels, and she'd pick up one, and it'd be a girl, like, with her boobs out. Okay, it's like I, hentai. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to pick up another one. Girl with tentacles wrapped around, like, you right. know, like, it's really weird stuff. It's always stuff. tentacles. What is that about? It's their culture. I don't know what it's, it's about. It's so weird. I've seen a lot of weird videos back in my day. I just try and shock myself into not being shocked anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know how people watch, like, Two Girls, One Cup, and they're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Like, I used to find every website I could find. Like, if I heard about it, and I heard it was bad, I watched it so nobody could ever shock me with that video. And sometimes tentacles were involved. And it didn't bother me like I thought it would. So this was a purposeful goal of yours was to desensitize yourself to all. Wow. Exactly. I've watched like one guy, one jar. Like, this isn't going to bother me. (laughs) One guy, one jar. You've never heard of that? No. Don't. Don't. Don't look it up. I never looked at half of those things. Like people say, oh, two girls, one guy. I'm like, I've never looked at any of this because people just describe it to you and go, why would I ever want to see that? (laughs) Why? They're not supposed to. They're not supposed to tell you about it. You're supposed to like, oh, oh, you know. 
kids in a sandbox doesn't sound so bad. And you're like, click on it. Like, well, I wonder what this is. And then be like shocked by something really gross. And I was yeah. like, I'm going to look up a website like this, you know, lists off everything that's bad. And I'm going to figure out what I should check into. Like I checked into Lemon Party and Goatsy and all that weird Goatsy. stuff. All that, all that weird stuff that anybody could ever send me. I want to make sure I shocked myself and not let somebody get the last laugh. Like they'd send it me and I'd be like, oh, seen it. Doesn't bother me. Seen Man, it. I thought I knew about some of the dark corners of the internet, but I am... <laughs> I'm being challenged today. You're being very challenged today. I'm, I'm, I'm listing things that you have never heard of. That, sur- that surprises me. Yeah, I don't know. A lemon part, lemon party. Lemon party is like I think it's like four or five really old guys like having sex. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, see again, can't imagine why I'd ever want to see that. Do you know what Kids in the Sandbox is? No. That's uh, something that you would probably like die in pain just looking at. Like there's a girl <laughs> and there's a guy, and she takes like a whole dildo and puts it in the guy's thing. Oh. <laughs> I don't know how it works. <laughs> <laughs> Awful. I, I don't, the, the, the whole mystery of like how are they doing these things is what shocked me the most. Yeah. Not so much of seeing the content. Right. And it got to the point where it just didn't shock me anymore. I was more intrigued by it. Like not not like, oh, like, like I told you, one, one guy, one jar yeah. did not intrigue me in any way of like, oh, his thing is hanging out. Sure, I was sure. like, I was like, oh, he's putting a jar in his butt. Oh, it broke. I wonder what he's going to do now. It broke? He put a jar in his butt, and then it hit, I guess, the muscle. <laughs> and then the muscles, like, contract around the jar, and it just shattered. And you see him pulling glass shards out of his butt. And it's just blood. You can't unsee these things. <laughs> That's why I don't go hunting for them. And one of these days, I'll send you a really obscure no! link, and you'll have no idea what it goes to. <laughs> and it could be anything. And you'll have to go, what is this? And I'm I'll never go, clicking anything you ever send me ever again. I'll be like, oh, it's Negri, but, like, you can see all of her boobs for once. And you'll be like, oh, Negri boobs, and you'll click on it, and it'll just be like, meat spin. Knowing where you could send me is not worth the risk. <laughs> <laughs> I could promise you a thousand dollars to open something up, and you may not open it at this point. <laughs> I used to do that. I used to be that guy in high school. Like after I had been shocked because my friends, I was friends with all guys in high school, and they thought it was funny to send me these things to begin with. And oh, she's such a you know, I was so sheltered, and like you could say penis, and I'd hide in my shirt, and like oh, don't say that. That's so embarrassing, and I'd right, hide. Right. So they started like sending me links. Like I'd be on you know AIM, dating myself back to like high school, being on AIM, and having somebody send me a link and being like, this is such a funny video. Watch it. I, you'll love it, and I'll open it, and I'm like what am I watching? And you're like, you're watching it. And you're thinking about it. And you're like, this is really gross, but I can't stop watching it. Oh, it's a train wreck. Yeah. Like you just can't stop watching. You wonder where it's going to go. And some people are like, no, of course I close it out. But you know, there are people who go back and like watch the end of it. Cause you want to know what happens. Curiosity seeps in. I just can't help it. Like I find myself on the weird side of YouTube. So often there was Brazilian fart porn on YouTube. And I didn't know how it worked that way. And the only reason why I found out about it is cause I was dating a Brazilian kid at the time. And I dated him for like two and a half years. And I was like, Oh yeah, what are you watching on your on your computer all the time? And upon, I'm not kidding, 80 different websites of like hentai sites and mm-hmm. like porn. I wasn't that shocked by it because that's who he was. But then I saw YouTube and it was like, I don't remember what the name was. It was like Smell My Jeans or something like that. And it's two like Brazilian girls like, muy delicioso and just farting each other's faces with their jeans on. She's like licking the jeans. And I'm like, how is this on YouTube? This is clearly meant to be porn. But they're clothed and they're farting each other's face. Who gets off to this? It's so weird. I wake up every morning and just I'm thankful that I don't have a fetish. Like, <laughs> like it's not something. It just happens. Like you either have a fetish, you don't. It's not. But like, then you're that creepy guy. If you do have a fetish, you're like, oh, that's the guy that likes being tickled with feathers in right. you know, in, in his butt. Like <laughs> <laughs> in his butt. <laughs> well, feathers wasn't weird enough. I had to think of like a weird part about sure, it. Sure. Like, sure. Like, I, I've met people like that, like, oh, that's the guy that, like, goes home and wraps himself up in, you know, latex. That's kind of weird. Like, right. 
you know, he's a he's a 30 year old man. He shouldn't do that. Like, like I'm just so thankful I'm not into autoerotic asphyxiation. Glenn Quagmire? Sure, yeah. Like, <laughs> not that if I experimented with it, maybe I am. You could die from that. But Why I'll is never it know. It? Yeah, I'll never know. So yeah, don't experiment with it. Don't don't even try it. <laughs> you know, people ask me all the time, like, like I'll be at work and they're like, Oh, I, I bet this doesn't exist. And I'm like, if you can think about it, it exists. Right. Like when people when I was so innocent when I was a kid, people would tell me, if you can think about it, it exists. And I was like, wrapping somebody in duct tape? That exists? Like I'm thinking about like Somebody gets off to Every somebody. Possibility, yeah. Somebody gets off to somebody getting wrapped up in duct tape, and I'm thinking, I'm like, I, now as an adult, I'm like, that makes complete sense. Yeah. That's that's kind of that's kind of rapey. Like, you know, that could be somebody's thing, or you know, the plastic could be somebody's thing. But I watch documentaries too, like, not. It's like, uh, what is it? My strange addictions or my strange. Are you gonna talk about the inanimate object thing where people want to marry the Eiffel Tower and shit? It's I know, but people like eat cotton and people like oh, yeah. swallow tissues. It's and, so weird. And like there was this guy who who had a, a fetish for balloons. So there's like a gathering of people who get together who like to pop balloons. Yeah. And I'm like, you guys all just get off popping balloons. And now bubble wrap, I understand. Bubble balloons wrap. are just bubble wrap is cross the line. Everybody loves bubble wrap. Yeah. Hope they don't see me wrap myself in bubble wrap. <laughs> the uh, I'm a big Howard Stern fan, so I, they do bring up all these weird like types of things all the time. And one of them that they said was a fetish that I could not believe was farting on birthday cakes. Oh, oh my god, cake <laughs> I was fart, like, cake what? fart. Yeah, I'm like, what I, I is sexual about this? I met at cake all. fart at a party one time. Wait, this is an actual person. There's a girl who like who like farts on cakes and like. Puts her butt in the cake and stuff, and she was at a, like a sorority party or like some kind of college party, and it was me and my a couple of my friends, and this kid, of course, I didn't recognize her, but this kid clearly watches her video often, and he thinks it's hilarious that she's just farting into a cake. Wait, her name is Cake Fart. No, but like she's known oh. as Cake Fart. <laughs> okay. The video is called Cake Fart, and he goes, oh, "That's Cake Fart," and she like starts like hiding her face a little bit, like trying to turn away from him and like walk away into the other room. And she's going, "Wait a minute, you're Cake Fart, you're Cake Fart," like pointing at her, and she like she goes. Yeah, yeah, I'm cake fart. He was like, let's find her a cake. And she was like, no, guys, that's really not funny. Like, I did it for the video. Like, why do you think that's a good idea? Why would you put your face in something like that if you don't yeah. want people to know it's you? I'd rather be known as a porn star than someone who farts on cakes. <laughs> like, at least the porn thing you can explain. The 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 urge to fart on cake. <laughs> like, where did that materialize in your brain? Who gets off to it? That, that's what... That's what really makes me curious is who thinks this is sexy right who thinks this is nice enough to think about in bed like like i don't understand a lot of you know this is world. great but what it really needs is a fart <laughs> could you go bake a cake for me and don't forget the candles because it's got to be a birthday cake it's got to be specifically <laughs> it's so weird and then just fart on it yeah <laughs> don't even eat it just fart on it be like oh you made this great this looks so good okay now fart on it wait i'm sorry what <laughs> Now, now rub your butt in it, please. Put your butt in the cake. Blow out the candles with your sphincter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's I, so weird. I don't get it at all. But I, I that's like I get recognized in public sometimes, and people are like, "Oh, you relive." It's like I I follow your work online, and I'm like, "Oh, well, it's really nice that you know me." But then there are those people who are like, "I'll be walking into five guys, and they're like I love you," and they're like freaking out. They're like, "Let me give you free." cheeseburgers and all you gotta pay for is the drinks and i'm like getting stuff like that i'm like that's pretty cool you know i meet people all the time but i could never imagine like fucking up that bad on the internet that people know me as like a 
as like a bad thing and like right. we're like oh i gotta take a picture of you because it's funny to take a picture of you because you're this person you you fart on a cake like <laughs> do you feel like way more scrutinized then just in general like anything you post is there more thought that goes into it now because of that um I think there's always going to be two sides to it. There are going to be people who want to say bad things about you and people who don't care, you know, what you do. And I think that you can't please everyone. So I'm going to do what I love to do. And if people are going to say bad things about me, I'm going to say my side. You know, when I post something, I'm like, hey, this is what I thought about when I did this or, you know, whatever. They can take it any way they want. They Mm want to say something about me. They can say something about me. It doesn't really affect me. I'm sure, you know, you you could recognize me someday in person. But, I mean, you don't know me. It doesn't really matter to me. You're not somebody that I look up to, you know? Sure. Not it, planning on running for president anytime soon? No, no. no okay, just checking. I mean, my parents told me I should be a lawyer, but I don't sure. want to spend that much time in school, so. <laughs> Can't blame that's, you. That's way too much time in my life gone by. Like, I'd rather just enjoy living and doing cosplay. You know, friends ask me all the time, like, are you just going to do this for the rest of your life? I'm like, no, I'm not going to be a 40-year-old, like, kid making costumes anymore. I'm going to yeah. I'm gonna obviously, like, grow out of it someday. Well, if you're going to be a 40-year-old kid, that's going to be a talent right there. Just- least, yeah. <laughs> you know, man-childs. Sure. Man-childs. Nothing wrong with being a man-child. I know well, all about it. Well, I have a friend who, like, burped really loudly in public, and right in front of, like, an elderly woman who was a co-worker was like, that's what a man sounds like. And she's like, that's what a man-child sounds like. <laughs> right in his place. <laughs> so when you're when you're choosing your characters for your cosplay, do you, because I've talked to different people who have different kind of approaches to it. A lot of people will go, well, I do what I'm a fan of, and that's that. But I have talked to people, too. For instance, one guy who's a huge Superman fan, and yet still will do Batman more often because he feels he's more suited for that. So do you look at what you're more suited for at all? Do you just go, I like this person, that's what I'm doing? Well, it's kind of, it's it's a weird thing to, to kind of categorize is I like certain things. Mm-hmm. And you have to worry about, do I have the body type? Do I have, you know, the facial structure and all that? So, you know, some girls are really good at, you know, sculpting their face with makeup and being able to look entirely different. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not good at makeup like that. So I try to find a character generally that... I think I can pull off. I won't look at, like, you know, someone with a big suit of armor and go, I'm going to do that because I have the body type for it. It doesn't matter at that point. Sure, sure. More or less, it's about what I like. What I like comes first. It, it's an icing on the cake if I think my body type fits into it. But I've done the coon from the coon and friends, and I'm not a fat kid. I could have stuffed a sure. pillow in my shirt, but that wouldn't have been very comfortable. Sure. So, you know, I most people didn't recognize me as the coon because I was not a fat kid. They were like, you know, every time I, I'd say, oh, I'm the coon, they're like, oh, you're not heavy enough. I'm like, well... That's nice and all, but like I clearly have the giant C on my shirt and the cape and the pins and the tail, and you don't even. And pay the gender to that. bending thing is such a common thing now. Anyway, people should kind of expect it. I mean, I was do I was running a panel and this little girl was asking like she's not like little, but she was very very shy and she was like, "How do you feel about girls dressing up like boys?" And the other cosplayers that were on the panel with me were like, "Oh, well, you know." You know, if you want to gender bend something, and I knew she meant I want to role play as a guy. I don't mm-hmm. want to put my boobs into it and all this stuff. And right. there was these cosplayers, and um, they were like, you know, it's really great to gender bend it, and I always make it more feminine, and I keep my hair long, or I do this, or I do that. And I was like, there's nothing wrong with it. If you want to cosplay as a guy and put on a short wig and, you know, bend yourself up so you don't have any boobs anymore, more power to you. Like, yeah. if you think you can pull off the makeup to give yourself, like, more of a guy look, use some shadow on your on your chin, give yourself a five o'clock shadow, you know, more power to you. There shouldn't be any shame in dressing up what you want to dress up as. I just have more fun making a new character out of a guy that is supposed to be a guy turn into a girl. Like, Inuyasha mm-hmm. I did. I did basically what he has, like, the long, huge sleeves and the huge baggy pants. But I just showed my stomach off. Sure. You know, I people. Some people are like, "Oh, it's not an actual He doesn't show his stomach." But I'm like, "I'm a girl, and this is what makes me feel comfortable. This is what I like." Mm-hmm. Of course, I could have made it all one piece and all that, but it didn't appeal to me. I wanted to add a little flair to it, and 
cosplayers say, I try to add my flair into it. I try to add my touch. My touch typically is somehow adding my stomach into the mix. And it's not because, oh, I have a flat stomach. I'm sexy. It's like, that's what I like. Like, mm-hmm. when I'm when I'm out during the summer and I'm not at work, I like wearing tank tops and crop tops and things. It's it's more of a more of a comfortable thing for me. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not wearing that, I'm wearing like big hoodies in the winter. Sure. So you know, it's not all about like oh she's doing it to be sexy. It's like no, it's just my thing. And when I gender bend characters, sometimes I like to show off my stomach. I know a girl who's gonna do um, a gender bend of another character from Inuyasha who's gonna be a guy, um, but she's gonna add like a feminine flair to hers as well. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I don't based around characters that I choose on the gender or, you know, whatever. Typically, if I like it, I'll do it. You know, Inuyasha was the character that I liked the most. I could have done Kagome. She could have been a girl, and I could have picked her. I have her body type and just got a black wig. I could have done that. But I really wanted to have fun switching up a male costume and, like, making it more feminine and figuring out ways to do it in a way that, oh, I see how she did that. Like, she's a girl, and she used, like, really long, those fake nails and Mm -hmm. turned them into claws. And I saw, you know, I can't imagine guys gluing fake nails onto their fingers to look like, you know, claws. Although I have noticed more and more guys dressing up like girls lately at conventions. Sailor Moon the most and, like, Princess Peach, Yeah, that's becoming a thing. I think it's because they think it's funny or because they're comfortable. I don't really know what it is, but I think... I think for the most part, people think it's funny because you'll hear guys yeah. like joking about it, like "Oh, look at me!" Oh, Although I'm gender-bending. they like, purposely grow out their beard before they do oh, it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. They want you to know they're full blown man. Yeah. But the ones who take it seriously, like, shave up and all that, yep. you can't treat them like like it's supposed to be funny. Like you have to have a feel for who's dressing up like what for what reason. And I was in, you know, I was at Omni, and this there was a skinny little guy, and he he was dressed up as Peach. And everybody was like, oh, I love your peach costume. Like, too bad you're a guy and have a masculine face. I was, like, giving him a hard time, like, laughing about it with him, mm-hmm. trying to, like, make him laugh. And he was just not having it. Right. And he wanted to be Princess Peach. You know, he wanted to be a girl. And there's nothing wrong with that. You can be a guy dressing up in a dress. I don't Absolutely. care. I don't care what you do in your spare time. It doesn't affect me. Sure. So, you know, when I look at that, I'm like, you know, I'm going to do what I like. And then there's people who, like, request me to do things that there are some characters I've never heard of. And they're like, you should do this character from this obscure anime. And I'm like... I, I have no interest in that. Like, if it was something that I liked, I'd consider it. Like, people... I, I like Metroid. Mm-hmm. I like Zero Suit a lot. I like I like her a lot. I never really considered it because it seemed a little overdone in some parts. Like, the same thing with Misty. I almost sure. didn't even do Misty, but I was like, I see all these really crappy star use and I want to see if I can make a better prop. And I did, and I was like, I guess I'll do Misty then. Mm-hmm. So, it, some parts it's about competitive, and some parts it's about, like, what you like. And then it's on top of that, like, being somebody who... It's kind of up and coming, like, quote unquote, you get a lot of requests and you're like, I thought about that. And if you'd like to see that, I guess I'll give it a shot sometime. I've considered it. I've kind of had an idea of how to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I showed my old Catwoman photos from last year and I was like, oh, here's like one of my first cosplays, like when I actually knew what cosplay was. And um, I did like a, co- a Catwoman before that I didn't know what cosplay was. And I was kind of just doing a closet cosplay. Okay. Then I tried a little bit harder with like a whole suit going on and then. I'm going to redo it again and make myself a cowl and I'm going to like ha- make myself a leather utility belt cool. and try and have a whip and all that. Because my first whip I made out of, um, what was it? I think it was like twine and electrical tape. And I just like kept going with it and just kept wrapping it around it. And it looked like a, it looked like a whip. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna go out there a little bit further and try and make this character even better and show like that before, the second before, and then the after. Mm. So I'm, I'm considering doing that like 
because people are saying, oh, I saw your old costume. Are you going to redo that? And I was like, oh, maybe. Like, I haven't really thought about it since I did it the first time. I'm kind of bored of it. And they're like, no, you've, you've improved so much since then. You should do it again. And you know, you're like, well, I already kind of have this costume. I guess I, I guess I'll try and improve on it. And well, it's, it's got to be an interesting challenge for of, you, too. Yeah, it's kind of exciting, though. Like, oh, you know, I saw I did this last time. I should have done this instead. But I didn't know I could do that. Or I didn't know I had this as an option for material. Or I didn't know I could use this glue or whatever. So learning things over time definitely makes me want to redo a lot of my stuff over and over again until mm-hmm. I get it perfect. But I know it will never be perfect enough by my standards because I'm a really heavy critic of myself. Sure. Like, I'm doing so many costumes, uh, so many of my costumes over again. Like, I completely shredded up my Link costume. And this girl wanted to buy it so bad. And I shredded it trying to make a new costume. Oh, really? Yeah, and I took the pieces apart so I can remember how I made it in the first place. And I was like, all right. Because when I put the whole tunic on, it was so baggy. And when I put the little, like, belt around it, it pulled it in. But I couldn't just wear the tunic without the belt. Without it being like a sack of potatoes on me. So, because I didn't know how to do zippers and I didn't know how to do any of that stuff. So now I'm making myself a tunic out of material that's like a stretch way. It's a four-way stretch. So, um, sewing that's pretty pretty hard and it's a challenge all in itself. But now I have like a zipper attached to it and I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to like make it more form-fitting and be longer. Because the first time I made it, I made it too short. Mm. And I was trying to cover my butt the whole time. And okay. I didn't like it. I didn't mean to do that. But people thought I did. Oh, you know, Link doesn't show boobs and butt. I'm like, you don't even, you can't even see my boobs. <laughs> Link doesn't have boobs and butt. Of course he doesn't show them. <laughs> like, they're like, Well, oh. actually, yeah, he does have a butt, doesn't he? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm confused <laughs> on how female anatomy kind of works. Butt, <laughs> no, but, um... People were like, oh, you know, you, he doesn't show boobs like that. And it didn't, it, it was the angle of the camera. Like, when you look at me straight on, you don't see my boobs popping out. Right, you know, right. I didn't try and put it in there. It just kind of happens at certain angles of the camera from different, like, perspectives. And so now I've made it so the the top of the tunic isn't, isn't going to be, like, bare. Because mm-hmm. when I had the first time, I had, like, you could see my neck and my chest. Okay. I'm going to do what he did before and put the long um, turtleneck underneath. Okay. And put the long white sleeves on, and I'm gonna have. I have. Gotcha. I learned the first bracer I ever made was Mav, just just craft foam, and I'm sure I can do that again with craft foam and improve it to a better standard. But it was tough enough to stay in the shape of the bracer, but when I tied it on, it just it's ripped right out of the holes. So you know that's something I had to. I have pictures without the bracer on. I'm like, well, I should at least redo it, and so it just turned into one project to the next, and I start ripping them all apart, and I have none to wear to cons. I have to make new ones because I don't want to finish the old ones yet. Because, you know, you're, as you're learning, you want to, like, put it on hold and be like, all right, well, I'm working on this now, but I know in a little while I'll figure out how to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And you kind of just put things on. I've had my link tunic hanging over my chair for the last, like, two months. Oh, geez. And I'm like, oh, I just keep working on new things. I'm so excited about this new thing that I'll never go back to redoing this old thing, even yeah. though I know I should have got new ears for it and I've got a better sword and a belt for the, for the whole sword thing going on. I didn't have that last time. You know, as I'm going on, I'm trying to add more detail because I want my craftsmanship to be about detail. And right. that's what I take pride in. When someone goes, oh, wow, you really look at the detail in your costume. Like, you really, you really, you know, pay attention to the characters. You don't just throw this together. That makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, when people say, oh, you have an eye for detail. I love that. So I try to re- redo things to show more and more detail each time. That's why it's going to be hard to top Kerrigan after that. Like, after working on something for two and a half months... How do you top that? Like, right, right. You know, how do you have any other costumes? People are going to go, oh, stereotypical. Like, everyone does this costume. That's why I did Kerrigan. Nobody does Kerrigan. I've seen, like, three Kerrigans. Well, it's so complicated, of course. It's, it's complicated, but and I, as much as I love StarCraft, it's kind of a dying game. Yeah. So, you know, not many people are going to know who StarCraft, you know, who Kerrigan is about StarCraft or any of that in, like, two years. Maybe they will, but, you know, even, I think it was MLG dropped 
StarCraft from playing, you oh, know, yeah. coming around. So even if MLG came back, they'd be doing, um, I want to say Call of Duty or Halo or whatever it is. They're, they're sure. one of those basic, you know, really popular games that you don't like the kids who play Something them. Something more faster paced. <laughs> the kind of kids who are kind of jerks when they play. You know, one of those really low, low sportsmanship games. Yeah. Over StarCraft. And I'm like, really? Like, you're going to play Dota in this instead or whatever? League of Legends? I don't know what they play on MLG more. I don't follow MLG Yeah, anymore. I don't know either, but League of Legends you know? is huge. That's all I know. I followed MLG just for StarCraft, and I noticed that they're coming out with a third expansion. I don't even feel that interested in it. Like, I, I even went on Twitter, and I was like, is it worth buying the third expansion? Like, I kind of very rarely play it as it is. And I know that me loving the game as much as I do mm-hmm. and knowing what Kerrigan is, like, somebody else isn't going to know what Kerrigan is if they don't play the game at all. Right. And that's I th- that's why I'm, I'm not getting a lot of um, like recognition for it, as I feel like it's not really well-known enough. It's not a standard game like, you know, like most people would recognize Zero Suit Samus or Princess Peach. Sure. Something very, very symbolic. Kerrigan is like the villain, but she's symbolic to people who who know who it, who play the game, sure. not who pick up the game. Like if you pick up a game of StarCraft, you're gonna recognize the Marine face in the front of the box. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna think about, oh, who is the main villain for the game if you never played it. And so people would come up and, oh, this is an amazing costume. Can I take a picture of it? And then, oh yeah, sure. And then they'll go, what is who it? are you? Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, you don't even know who I am. You just think I'm cool. But then it's got to feel like an extra point of pride when they do know what you are. And you can go, oh, oh okay, well, now we're on Now we're on the same level because well, you know what it is. I was taking pictures for Kerrigan, and, you know, he was with me. He was helping me um, take pictures because I, it's just so heavy to walk mm-hmm. around. I can't imagine going back and forth to a tripod. So I was right. like, you know, I need help with this. You're going to have to help me up the stairs. So it's just, like, broken down garage. And um, it's like a parking garage. And it had, like, graffiti everywhere and, like... It was dirty and gross, and I was like, this is perfect. Right. <laughs> but getting there, like, you get out of, the, out of the truck, and there's, like, this little building for people who are working. They're doing something. I don't know if it's a coffee shop or I don't know what the little place is. It's something cafe or whatever, but it's, like, a little a little building, and I see one guy step out of the building. He's looking at me. He's just staring at me trying to gear up, and I, of course, already have, like, my suit on, so part of my armor's already on. Yeah. It's, like, attached to the suit, but, like, he's helped me put the wings on and attach them, and I'm, I'm putting the breastplate on, and... This guy's just staring at me. I see him go back inside. He pulls more people out of the boat. They're all staring at me. I go, Matt, they're staring at me. And he goes... Well, you are putting out a costume. He goes, he goes well, you do have big wings on. I, yeah. You know, it's not every day. And, and I see I see them go back inside. More people come out. And they're they're standing on the side. They're not even trying to look like they're having a cigarette or anything. They're just standing there staring at me. And one guy comes up and goes, can I take a picture of you? And I was like, it's not even all the way on. You don't even know what I am. Right. You don't even know. You just see, like, I half put on a costume. I want to take a picture of it because I'm weird. Yeah. And, um... I felt kind of down about it, like, all these people just giving me weird looks. Like, they weren't even, like, intrigued. They were just staring at me like they were judging me. Like, like weird stink eyes and, like, judgmental glares. Like, what are they doing over there? Are they causing trouble? Like, you can just tell what people are thinking about and, like, mm-hmm. mumbling amongst each other. And I took the pictures and I came back down. I was getting ready to take all the costume off. We were actually, like, disassembling the wings. And some guy drove up next to us and, you know, put someone in and goes, That's an amazing Queen of Blades costume. And, like, drove away. And I was like, He knew who I was. <laughs> Somebody Which makes knows. all the blank stares completely it makes mean it nothing. worth it. Yeah, makes it worth it. I was like, somebody knew, you know. That's why I, I, as much as I like doing characters that nobody knows, it's it's kind of a downer when you put all this work into something that people are kind of like, oh, well, I've never seen that. Like, if I got out of the car dressed up as Princess Peach, there's a chance somebody might have recognized me a lot sooner. Mm-hmm. Oh no, that's the princess from a video game. Like, don't worry about it, guys. But seeing somebody get out and like put these big tendrils on and like these big, this big long dreadlocky looking wig and you know, 
they're they probably creeped out by it. They're probably like, is this person going to rob us? Why Why is she all decked out this way? So I understand the glares and the, the looks. And that's something that, you know, at the, at the panel I was talking about earlier, people ask me all the time, like, aren't you ever worried about what people are going to think about you when they see you in a costume they don't understand? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, like you, half the part of having fun is having the pride and like being proud of like who you are as a person enough to just dress up and have fun with everybody else. Right. Cause they were like, is there a pride in, you know, buying costumes versus making them? And these, these the, the cosplayers I was with, they were like, oh, well, you know, there definitely isn't really a pride in buying your costume because anybody could buy one and the pride is on making one. And so I kind of like took them like, and I was like, listen, the pride is in wearing something that somebody could judge you for that, you know, you don't have to be wearing. You don't have to dress up like Batman and wear spandex and mm-hmm. you don't have to dress up as, you know, Some of us do flash. have to dress up like Batman and wear spandex. It's just innate in our being. You know, so we you, do know have to do you, that. Don't, you don't have to do that. You don't have to go get judged by these people. Right. Who, you know, if you're walking to Anime Boston from a parking garage that isn't right next to it and you have to walk out in public, people are going to stare at you funny. And half of that is being proud of who you are as a person and being like, oh, yeah, fuck you. I'm wearing this costume. Right. I wear it damn well. And like not giving a crap about what people think about you. And I could tell that kid felt really good when I said that. Because I was like, you can buy your costume. You're just going to wear it like the character. You can't wear it and be like shy and off and quiet in the corner. Because people are going to want to approach you mm-hmm. and talk to you and, and, and totally nerd out about whatever you're wearing. Like, oh, I love your Mario costume. I love this game the most. Like, like take a picture with me. And you're really going to be like part of the character. If, if you're going to buy your costume, like I said, the pride is in it just for wearing it. But if you really want to, like, boost it up a level, you got to be the character. It's nothing worse than seeing a Batman like, oh, man, I'm sad over here in the corner. Like, Although, according to the new Ben Affleck pictures, sad Batman is sad. So, <laughs> You know, you, you gotta, if you're going to be a powerful character, you got to have that powerful Absolutely. pride about it. And you can tell by the way someone carries himself if they're comfortable with themselves or not. So you're really going to be proud about what you're wearing, not so much that you're wearing something that you bought. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure tons of people at cons buy their stuff all the time. I go to cons like Anime Boston and see like, oh, I saw that on the rack at, you know, Halloween Expo two days ago. Like, right. you know what I mean? So there's going to be things that you know someone didn't make, but they're proud to wear it because it's what they love. Yeah, absolutely. So you got to not really care about what people think about you. It's part of the, it's part of the territory of cosplay. It's just not giving a crap. As we kind of wind down, because believe it or not, we're almost at an hour already. Um, yeah, it flies <laughs> well, by, you, doesn't it? I talked it? to you for a good like hour before we even sat down That's and did this anyway. So <laughs> I spent a lot more time here than I expected. It hasn't really felt like that much. I'm sure I'm sure we're all hungry and starving and really fucking hot because <laughs> it's hot up here. There is one question that I always like oh. to ask cosplayers because I feel like it does a service for both them and the people that are at conventions. How do you prefer to be approached by someone who wants to take a picture either of you or with you? What? Okay. I'm not really that picky about it. Like, I like people who come up and, you know, they're friendly. Oh, I love your work. Or can I take a picture with you? Or even if they're just like, wow, you look awesome. Take Mm -hmm. a picture. I don't mind that. Some people are like, oh, I don't like it if they touch me. I don't want them to be near me. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, with me... I just like friendly people. If you come up and you're friendly with me, I'll be friendly with you. There's no reason for me not to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like being touched. Like, if you're going to come up to me and say, oh, take a picture, don't instantly wrap your arm around me. Like, I like when people, you know, do you mind if I put an arm around you? Sure. Oh, sure, sure, you can. Like, put an arm around my shoulder. That's fine. Put it on the waist. You might be stretching it a little bit, depending on how creepy you are. There's sure. a creep factor. If, sure. you're, if you're, like, a kid... That's not so bad. You know, if you're just like, there's just this kid, you're not, just, if you're the kind of guy who like, you're, you look sketchy and you know, girls are giving you funny looks. I wonder why, like you're doing upskirt shots. Like I can tell who you are. Sure. Don't touch me. You know, there, there are certain people like just, 
just ask before you touch someone. Um, that's what a lot of girl cosplayers have an issue with is, don't just come up and touch me and expect me to give you a hug. Like, I'm the kind of person that's like, hey, you want to come give me a hug? Give me a hug. People are always so shocked to meet me because I'm like, oh, you follow my work? Give me a hug. And they're like, hug you? Really? And I'm like, don't freak out. Don't freak out. Like, there was this girl who, like, freaked out and was like, you're my queen and I love you. And I was like, whoa, I'm just going to make costumes. Like, <laughs> I wasn't uncomfortable, but I didn't know how to handle the situation. Sure. She was, like, in tears. She's like, I love you so much. And this was at PAX. And I was like, okay, um, it, it's okay. You can come take a picture with me. Like, don't freak out. Like, I don't mind when people get excited, but mm -hmm. it's like that overexcitement where I'm wondering if you're going to faint that makes me go... Take a breath. Like, I get worried about you. Yeah, like, yeah. just approach me like a normal person and say hello, and I'll talk to you. I usually like to hang out and talk for a few minutes anyways. I'm a chatty person, as you can tell. I've yeah. <laughs> taken up, up most of this podcast anyways of myself talking. Um, That's okay. It makes my job way easier. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind being talked to. Like, I'm sure there are cosplayers that you're like, oh, hey, can I take a picture? And they're like, yeah, sure, whatever. Right. But, like... I go to cons to talk to people and meet new people. So personally, as long as you ask me if you want to touch me, that's fine. But I'm probably going to ask you if you want to hug anyways. Sure. Especially if you tell me that you love my work and that you follow me. I'm definitely going to give you a hug. If you're just a random kid asking for a, f a photo, I'm going to be like, all right, cool. Something that is a little irritating, I guess, is when you're walking through the hallways trying to get somewhere. People are like, get a, I'm going to get a photo of you. And they're like holding their phone up, like trying right. to take a picture without like asking you if you have time for it. Mm -hmm. And you're trying to go and they're like, hey, I told you I'm taking a picture. I'm like, I have to go. You know, if someone's like, hey, can I take a picture? I kind of feel bad. And I'm like, yeah, okay, just really quick, okay? And then, like, right. more people circle around. You're like, I've really got to go to this panel. Or I really got to get to this booth. And, you know, you're, you're, you're in a rush. And people are just, like, standing directly. Like, I've had people step in front of me and just hold their phone out without even saying anything. And that's really rude to me. Sure. You need to say something to somebody before you just decide to hold the phone out. They're in character, of course. And you expect them to be okay with you taking pictures. But... Sometimes we have places to be. Right. So just be friendly. Say hello. I'm sure I wouldn't mind saying, you know, hello and taking a picture with you. It's not a big deal. You know? Just don't don't be really rude about it. And don't be a creep. So just, basically, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Be nice. <laughs> be nice and say hello. Don't just stick your camera in someone's face and say, picture. Now. Selfie. Take a selfie with me. <laughs> I don't even think people know what selfie means. Selfie is one person. My Always mom one my person. My mom said selfie. Yeah. My mom said selfie one time. I said, Mom, don't you ever say selfie again. Oh, there's a TV show coming out called Selfie. They made it a word in the dictionary. Yep. That's pretty sad. Yep. Not but, a fan. Um, you know, I've had people like come up to me, put their hips against mine, and go, take a selfie and lean out. And I'm like, ah, I gotta go. Why are you doing this to me right now? And I'll be like, I can't. I gotta go. Like, later, I'll be here all day. And they'll get all huffy about it. Like, oh, you're so rude. You don't care. And I'm like, don't give me attitude. I really gotta go. And I'll yeah. like rush off somewhere. And. That's that's so that's my only thing is like don't just assume I'm gonna stop for you if you don't say hi to me, you know. That's my thing. Don't be a creep and don't be a jerk. Good rules, good rules. Uh, that where should can be the people... name of the podcast. Don't be a creep and don't be a jerk. <laughs> I, that's we're gonna change the entire name. It's not even gonna be the Geek Generation anymore. Just be don't don't be a jerk. <laughs> uh, where can people find you online if they want to follow your stuff? Oh, I know it's a list of varying different names, but what's the easiest place they can go to to kind of get all that info? You can you can find me on Facebook at Real It's Cosplay, and on the top I have a banner that tells you like my Instagram, my DeviantArt, my Reddit. I might get a YouTube soon, but I have a Twitch right now. I sometimes stream poorly. I play StarCraft once in a while with my friend, and we'll be playing a game, and he'll be like, "Oh, you're playing for real?" I'm like, "No, fifty people are watching me just play like a dick." Like, I, of course, I want to play a real game. So sometimes I play games. Sometimes I just stream for fun. I've only done it a few times, but um, you know, I played StarCraft, and then I was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna hang out and talk to you guys." So. 
I do stream. I do um I do have a various different accounts for different websites. I just can't think of them all off the top of my head. It's okay. <laughs> too many too many things. I'll link to stuff in the show notes too, so people yeah. can go to the site. They're not all important. That. I have my Skype up there and my my Steam and stuff, just so people know that there are people who fake being me and mm. they catfish people. And so I have my account info up top of to what I really am and okay. not to don't don't think that somebody named Ryu Lavitz on Skype is Ryu Lavitz because I'm sure I'm not flirting with you. And I'm sure <laughs> I'm not telling you I'm going to meet you at an airport to get a present from you. Right, like, right. I've had people message me being like, oh, you know, you have my number if you need me. Like, I can't wait to see you at the airport in two hours. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm not going to be there. I don't know you. So I have my account info. I'm probably not going to add people for my Skype or, you know, whatever, unless I know who you are previously. Sure. People try to add me on Facebook, my personal account, because it's the same name as my Carlos Play account. Probably not going to add you. You can follow me on Facebook. You can talk to me on my Facebook fan page messages. I'll, I go through it every once in a while. You know, I, I try and keep up on talking to people, but try and message me there yeah. if you need something. If, if you really need something, if you want to propose something for an idea or a pitch or whatever – my email's up there as well. You can always email me. Propose something other than marriage, right? Because I'm sure Propose you Propose something other okay. than like, hi, how are you? Like, <laughs> I get messages just of, hi. And I'm like, I don't have time for this. Like, I'll say hi, how are you back? But I, I truly tried to have conversation with people who ask me for advice first. Like, if I see somebody who just said hi, I probably won't open it for a while mm-hmm. just because I have no reason to. If I see... Hi, I love your work. I was wondering if I'll like open it and be like, oh, you want advice and I'll give that to you. I take the time for that. So sure. contact me there. Contact me on Facebook. You can also, you know, note me on DeviantArt. I'll probably find that at some point. I check that every once in a while, but I don't, I'm not as active on DeviantArt anymore. But yeah, so all my stuff is on my Facebook account. Cool. Yeah, I just keep talking. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't worry about it. No. <laughs> uh, I'm going to plug our stuff too, as I always do at the end of every show. You can follow us at thegeekgeneration.com. If you use iTunes, please rate the show and write a review. We'd appreciate those. You can like us at facebook.com slash thegeekgeneration. Follow us at geekgeneration on Twitter and Pinterest. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Night Angel. Send emails to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. Thanks again so much for doing the show oh, with us this week. Uh, and we'll be back with new stuff next week. Later. Make it so.